0: Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode thirty-nine of the Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J with me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing, man? Doing pretty well. Had a nice day today? Cool. Good? Great. Love to hear it.
1: Yeah, I, listen, man, you know you know these days, uh I think just if you have a nice day you can just you can just leave it at that. Yeah, dude. Having a nice day to, is nice. It was, I was going to say, it was just a nice day. I got home earlier than I thought I was going to get home because I'm we're in the middle of finishing up some theater for the year, mm-hmm. and uh, I was expecting to have a fairly late day at school. We got wrapped up a little bit earlier than I thought, so I got home early. It is a solid 8.30, and the sun is still
0: out. Yes. Which I love. Got a little blue sky out the window here. Very excited mm. to see that. Mmm. You do love to see it, Matt. You absolutely do. You know what else you love to see, Dave? It's a good episode of television, such as episode 39 of Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. It is called Exposed Mega Red's True Identity. Uh, But Dave, of course, before we get into talking about that, we have our officially award-winning opening segment, Dave Shining in the Heavens. There are five stars. I think this has been discussed. Uh, Would you like to hear what our first star of the week is? I sure would, Matt. Dave, it's a commute update.
1: Commute update. update.
0: Okay, now I could just have the commute update be like, hey, I have a commute again sometimes. Because frankly, that's a big enough update as it is.
1: That uh, it, Yeah, after a long time, Matt, just the fact that the segment exists. My commute update is that my commute is still like six minutes long and I walk it. Pretty uninteresting to me. Yeah, but the fact that you have a commute again is itself newsworthy.
0: Kind, kind, of, kind of thrilling because I know a lot of people as we are coming, you know, as we're trying to stick the landing, uh, you know, Uh, because it's 2021, is we're trying to stick the landing on this pandemic. I know a lot of people are having some very understandable uh, sort of anxiety about returning to the office if they have a job that is at an office. Totally Um, makes sense. Totally makes sense. Uh, I was talking to some people I work with, and they're like, yeah, you know, we've transitioned to working from home, and it's going to be weird to transition back. Now, here's the thing. For me personally, I realize You personally. Me personally, I never actually transitioned to working from home. I've been working from home. I just yeah, never. See, this yeah, is. I just never successfully transitioned to working from home, which has not <laughs> been an ideal circumstance for me. I've just been doing it badly for a year. Um. So now that I am fully vaccinated, you know, two weeks after my second shot, I'm like, OK, well, you know, I can go back to the office and nobody else is there. Really. It's like this big office that's got like maybe 10 people in it on any given day. Where normally there are like 400 people in it. um. But for me, it is very good to like wake up and like take a shower and shave and get dressed and get in my car and drive to the office. Like it just like it makes my brain remember that I'm supposed to be doing work because I'm at work.
1: Oh, dude, I dress for work for the same reason. Absolutely. <laughs> I gotta trick my brain into like delineating work time from home time. Even when I was working full time from home, I still would get dressed for work every day. Like I, I was yeah. never a like working sweatpants dude.
0: I, yeah, I don't now actually I, even own any sweatpants. I've been working. I was going to say, to
1: be fair, I am not a like even. It is very rare, extraordinarily rare, in fact, that I do not. Even if I'm like sick, mm-hmm. I find that I feel better. If I act as though I'm feeling better, like
0: I am the same Put on way, some yeah.
1: jeans, put a sh- right. Like, I am, yeah, I am not generally one to like lounge around. Like, if I do spend the whole day in pajamas, uh, it's a bad scene. Yeah. It's real
0: bad. So, okay. So, the fact that I have a, a commute again is an update enough. But, Dave, also, there's a secondary commute update, which is that the commute itself has updated. Wait, so I don't... Well, <laughs> allow do me mean? to explain. Two weeks ago, actually, I think uh, two weeks exactly ago, was my first day back at the office. I'm going back Tuesdays and Thursdays. We typically record on Tuesdays. I went back on a Tuesday, and uh, um, normally on my way home from the office... Uh, I, I I take one of two routes. I either drive straight home or I stop off at the bar on my way home. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm fully vaccinated now. And it was a beautiful day. It was like an 80 degree day. So I'm like, I'm just going to like get go. of those beers. I'm just going to like get some cold beers, sit on the patio of this bar and just like really soak in like the post vaccine lifestyle. So I, I'm driving to go do this, and my, my route sort of, like, goes through... I sort of got off the highway early, and I cut through Tremont, and there's a couple of, like, side streets I like to go through. And I was driving, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a right, and then I'm going to circle around, and I'm going to drive past Sokolowski's, and I'm going to head up Abbey, and then I'm going to, like, cut through to 25th, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the road that I was going to take a right on, that was going to circle around over by Sokolowski's, uh, doesn't exist anymore. The commute, The commute done updated, Dave... The, ah. road, the road is gone. <laughs> that road is now like a bike path. They just completely closed it off to cars. So I'm like, I had to like totally detour through another way through Tremont. And then at the end of the Abbey Road Bridge, uh, they're building this like big building uh, across the street from the West Side Market. So I had to like circle around there because that was closed over by the RTA station. And I was like, man, it has been a minute since i have been here like not only are the roads closed the roads are closed demolished and new things are built where those roads used to be
1: yeah dude this is like a weirdly mythic quality you're like trying to get to a lost land treading on ancient paths that are no longer walked by men
0: yeah it was very actually
1: no in this case they actually they are specifically walked by men yes
0: yeah um, no longer they're no longer by driven by on yeah. <laughs> it was wild. Uh yeah. I mean there's there's a lot of sort of like weird thoughts and emotions about being out in the world again, but those that's that's the commute update. We can dig into that other stuff uh in the in the weeks to come. Dave, what is our second star of the week?
1: So our second star of the week, Matt, is something that you know, I was about to say that this is like a middle-aged excitement thing. This is and anybody would be excited about this if you think about it. I just got, in the span of like two weeks or something, nah, about a month, my dishwasher had been broken. Mm -hmm. I got it replaced. Mm -hmm. And then like three or four weeks later, my fridge, just like one day, I mean, this fridge was like 20 odd years old. Maybe older, but 20-odd years old, which means that it was built in the year 2001, because that was 20 years ago, Matt.
0: Anyways. Mm, you know, it's weird. It sounded like you were trying to say something, but it just came through. as like, static in my headphones.
1: <laughs> just a weird
0: <laughs> Maybe we Charlie that up Brown in post. teacher yeah.
1: talk. Anyway, so it just, like, died. Like, I was at work, and death called, and she was like, hey, uh, the fridge just doesn't work anymore. And I was like, all right, well, let's just kind of... Poke around. So we looked around and hopped on Consumer Reports. A uh, lot of fridges not available these days. There's a big shortage due to COVID. But this fridge that Consumer Reports recommended, it's as they're like one of their best high recommendation uh, bottom freezer fridges. Cause I grew up as a top freezer guy mm-hmm. and I love our parents. And, um, but that was an error. That was the the, the bottom freezer is infinitely superior in my opinion.
0: Well, a, the bottom freezer was not really an option when we were when we were kids. There was there were the side-by-side yeah, side refrigerators, I don't know but there were not really bottom freezer refrigerators as I recall. So anyways,
1: I got the bottom freezer refrigerator and my old one was a door and this one's like a slidey drawer one. And so I got a new fridge, uh, new fridge, new dishwasher. I did just, I was like, you know what, man, if we're doing it, let's just do it. So I started looking at ranges and I was like, no, that's crazy. So yeah, I yeah. moved. yeah, it would be. And then I, but then I moved my refrigerator. I moved my refrigerator, Matt, and it's opened my it's like kitchen up in a whole, new, a whole new way that's like I got a whole new kitchen, man. And here's because here's what I didn't realize. The doorway into my kitchen, there's a window at the back wall, but you never notice it because the fridge sticks out from the counter. But now when you walk in, you can see straight through out this back window. It's multiplied the visual space of my kitchen enormously, Matt. Yeah. And then also now, also, there's a big space where the fridge was which was right next to the stove. Okay. Now, if you're in the kitchen, if you're in the kitchen lounging, right? You're in the kitchen, you're leaning, you're lounging. Uh-huh. Maybe you've got a cold bev. You can't lean Le- against
0: the stove. Leaning, lounging and drinking a cold bev are three of the best things to do in a kitchen.
1: Three of them. Yeah, and you but here's the thing, you can't lean against the stove, sure. right? Dad did that once and did almost set his shirt on fire. <laughs> Anyways, so but but before, when you were leaning, lounging, maybe having that cold bed, you were looking at this big block of fridge. Now it's an open space, Matt. It's it's changed my whole kitchen perspective. I'm in love with it. What anyways, that's do. my whole update. You know, you know
0: what you can do? Here's, here, I mean, I know that you, I think you moved like your garbage can over there or something. So like, there's something in that space. Here is another thought for you. Uh a while ago before I was looking to move I was looking for ways to reconfigure my apartment kitchen and I had thought about getting like a rolling like kitchen island to like put into the kitchen to like open up a little more counter space you know like to create more counter space right Oh man now I know you're I'm got, already looking I, yeah
1: I'm already looking at plans, Matt. Yeah, this kitchen we're gonna we're gonna do a little we're gonna do a mini reno. Well, because the thing is, not here, a, here's my not thought. a full reno.
0: The thought is that if you put that there, and because that's right next to the stove, then you've got prep mm-hmm. space directly next to the stove, which you currently oh, really yeah. don't have. And that's a whole yeah, that's absolutely- a game changer.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Matt, it's all I've been thinking about. Well, that and a new game project I'm working on. Anyways, so, uh, new fridge, new dishwasher, totally stoked about the whole thing. Matt, what's our third update?
0: Uh, well, okay. Third update?
1: Uh, Well, it is an update. What's our third star?
0: Uh, third star of the week is a house update. The, the, the house update, I realize this is just kind of a continuation of the conversation we're already having, but we're in our late 30s, and we're now both homeowners, and I guess this is just what our conversations look like now. Um... Oh, yeah,
1: dude. It's all going to be the new segment. Uh, it's just mortgage talk, and we just talk about mortgage rates. That's Ooh, the whole... Wow.
0: Is it yeah. too late to quit the show? I know we've been going for a while now. I hate to pull the plug before the end of the season. Uh, we can talk about this off camera or off mic. We're both also on camera, but nobody else can see that, which is probably for the best. Anyway, Dave, third star of the week, house update. Mom and dad were in town for like a week and a half. They came into town, um, A, you know, to visit, but also uh, in large part to help with house stuff because, Dave, there's house stuff happening. And this is very exciting news, man. Big house stuff happening. Uh, I'm trying to... Think of a way to describe the house stuff that is happening in a way that sounds as big as it is uh without just giving you a list of things that contractors have done in the building.
1: Well, okay, let's let's put some real um you know, let's kind of put some some rubber to this road map on a scale of 1 to tomorrow how ready are you to have your niece and nephew for an overnight?
0: Well, Dave, uh, there's a lot of... How soon?
1: How soon can your beloved niece and nephew get to go hang out for a special treat at Uncle
0: Matt's? Well, how comfortable do you feel about uh, my beloved niece and nephew hanging out in a house with uh, a lot of exposed wires and nails and screws sticking out of the floor?
1: So, man, I, th- I Well, they're four and a half, Matt. So, I feel like you can probably intuit the answer to that question. This is pretty, pretty low. Pretty comfort, high. De- yeah, yeah. Pretty high degree of accuracy. Anyway,
0: the the exciting thing is that a lot of the contractor work is now done, and after this visit, and this is not going to sound as big as it feels, but I, I I want you to stick with me, Dave. The closets are done. I want to say the closets are done. I mean the closets are 100% done. They have That's huge. The the old paint and wallpaper have been fully stripped. The gaps in the wall have been puttied over. They have been painted. They have been painted uh, in some cases or in some places with a second coat. I picked out a color. The color is called Icy Breeze. It's like sort of a off-white, slight bluish gray. Very nice. It's a
1: great color for the interior of a closet. A you great, know,
0: yeah, because it's not just white, but it's mostly white. But it's kind of it's a little, mostly
1: white, a which is what you it. want. No, man. I would say, listen, having anything a hundred percent done is just such an enormous relief.
0: See, this is the thing, Dave. It's that like it's huge numerically. The difference between having zero things finished and having one thing finished, the difference is one. It, it like it's one thing, but well, emotionally, Matt, that's a binary because we have gone from nothing is done to something is done. And that is like a big, like sea change, you know?
1: Now, Matt, let me push back with you a little bit about this. You said had the difference between having one thing done and zero things done is only one. However, from a mathematical perspective, and this is not my area of expertise. So bear with me True, here. The difference between one and zero is infinite because zero is Nothing. It is infinitely nothing. Mm-hmm. As soon as you have something, it is, in some ways, infinitely
0: different than nothing. Yeah. It's the opposite of nothing in, some, in, in many ways.
1: It's the opposite of nothing. It's something. So, yeah. So, it's not just one, Matt.
0: closets closets are done. Very thrilling. Also, like, a lot of the plumbing and most of the electrical are done, but those are things that still need to be, like, covered They're in drywall and painted. Like
1: Right. It's mostly done. done. Huge difference. Yes. Matt, what
0: is our fourth star of the week? Dave, our fourth star of the week. Man, these are just very, like, guys in their late 30s topics. Uh, I went to the dermatologist the other day. I know. This is (laughs) thrilling. I went to the dermatologist. Uh, I was was having a, a very minor skin issue. Not a big deal. But it was one of those things. I was like, you know what? I have insurance, we've got good doctors around here, like, I'm an adult, I should just call the hospital and say, can I come talk to a dermatologist? They said, sure, that's what we're here for. So I went and I talked to a dermatologist. Um, And so they, it it was just like a little, like, eczema thing. It wasn't a big deal. Um, But as part of that, they were like, listen, here's like a cream you can put on like this like tiny eczema thing but also in an effort to not have more of these in the future what you should probably be doing is moisturizing and the the dermatologist uh was like listen i know uh that a lot of guys don't like to moisturize but i'm just telling you see here's you, the but like map- like are you are you cool with this and i was like yes absolutely like A, you are a doctor, and I, you know, do my best to listen to things when doctors tell me to do them. And B, man, I know I should moisturize. It's just not part of my life and has never been my life, and I've never had the excuse. Not that you need one, but I never had the excuse to, like, move from being a non-moisturizer guy to being a moisturizer guy. And now I've got it. Anyway, Dave, I'll tell you what. uh, It's good. It's a good thing to do. I've been doing yeah, it for a little bit. of course it's good. Now, I'm sure
1: your skin feels amazing. It
0: feels incredible. It feels so good. It's like, I, 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 this might have actually been a star, like, a full calendar year ago. This might have been an isolation update when I first started using, uh, like, hand moisturizer when I was washing my hands so frequently uh, in these early pandemic days that I was just, like, ruining my skin. Uh, and I got some hand moisturizer. I'm like, man. Hands feel good. At no point in the year between then and when I went to the dermatologist <laughs> did, did I think like,
1: <laughs> "Did you make? The I jump? wonder if it's possible
0: for the rest of my body to feel this good." <laughs> At no point did I make that leap. Um, I love it. And yet, Dave. Now, now that I have two thumbs up to moisturizing. Anyway, Dave, what is our fifth and final star of the week?
1: Man, fifth and final
0: star of the week.
1: It's time for Segment Quest.
0: Segment Quest. All right, I am excited Matt, about this.
1: Here we go. Here's the Segment Quest. This is a segment that I call... I'm trying to think if I should maybe throw a little jazz on the title. Man, this is a segment that I call Unnecessarily Strident
0: Opinions. Okay. Now, are these your Unnecessarily Strident Opinions?
1: No, no, no. The whole point of this segment, Matt, is that I present to you something uh, about which it is absurd to have a strident opinion. And then you, of course, would have to adopt and then defend an unnecessarily strident position. Okay. So what I'm going to throw at you right now, Matt, milkshake thickness. Okay. Milkshake thickness. Milkshake thickness. Pick a side, Matt. Um, thick milkshake, thin milkshake.
0: Got to pick one. Can't pick a mid. Got to pick, pick the middle lane.
1: Man, I feel like you you should understand that that's that flies directly in the face of this segment.
0: Then I want to have an unnecessarily strong opinion about this segment, Dave, because the middle thickness of the milkshake is where it's at. And I will defend this strongly. Mm. Is it it okay that I'm sort of turning this a little on its head?
1: Well, man, it's an experimental segment, so I'll allow it. Okay, so here's the problem. If you
0: have too thin of a milkshake, then it's just like... It's just like... It's just milk. It's not shake. It's just milk. If you have too thin of a milkshake, then there's no body to it. It's just juice. It's just vanilla juice, which might have a good flavor, but it doesn't give you the experience of the milkshake that you're looking for, right?
1: Okay, let me let me define some parameters in this case. It has to yeah, there is a viscosity below which it's not a milkshake. Okay. All right. If it's just flavored milk, that's on that's not a milk. Like okay, I think we can agree that there is a minimum viscosity at which point we can say like okay, yes, this is now a milkshake as opposed to Milk with a little ice cream in it.
0: Okay. What is... So
1: assuming from a starting point uh-huh. of, of the minimum acceptable milkshake
0: viscosity. Sure. Well, then the only, the only choice is a thick milkshake. It's the only, That's madness. It's the only way to go. It's the You're only, insane. It's the only way to fly. It's the only way to fly, Dave. He, because here is the thing. Here is the thing that you might not be considering if you land on the thin milkshake side of things, which it seems like which you I, are. It's which the is,
1: only right side to be on. So a go huge ahead. Huge
0: mistake. Huge mistake, Dave. Classic blunder. Here is the problem that you are not considering, Dave is heat and time. Because you're not gonna slam back a milkshake. You're not just gonna chug it back. This is not college. You're not shotgunning a milkshake. Okay. Uh, because you've already told me that it's got to at least have a minimum threshold of viscosity, you're not just going to be able to drink it like a glass of cold, delicious milk. It has to be thick enough, so you can't just shotgun this thing. So, you've got a problem where you're going to be drinking a very cold beverage over a period of time. Now, if you start with a minimally thick milkshake, the problem that you're going to run into is that by the end of it, it's way too thin. Because over time... As it melts, it gets thinner and thinner. However, if you start with a thicker milkshake, maybe even the thickest milkshake, well, then what you're dealing with, sure, maybe for the first little bit, you get a straw. Maybe for the first little bit, you just hang out and you hold it and you you, you kind of, you have to sort of pull on the straw a little hard and maybe the straw does that thing where it contract, like sort of like squishes in. Uh, because you're creating a vacuum inside the straw because this, sh- all right, this whole thing is,
1: man, this entire premise is absurd. I'm not a child. I don't need to, uh, I don't need the milkshake itself to regulate my consumption of it.
0: Dave, I'm not saying that you need the milkshake to regulate its, your consumption of it. I am saying that the laws of physics demand a thick milkshake. I am saying that the universe itself cries out for you to only choose the thick milkshake because otherwise, at the end, you're just slugging back a cold glass of vanilla milk.
1: Thermodynamics be damned, Matt. Hey, I will have a milkshake when I want to have it.
0: I, I guess if you want to throw away half a milkshake, if you want to like start to enjoy a thing. How long a are thing, you drinking
1: a, How long does it take you to drink a
0: milkshake? How big of a milkshake unnecessarily are you getting?
1: Long is, Unnecessarily long is how long I'll tell you because you're starting with an undrinkable product. If I can't drink it through a straw, when I get it, that's not a milkshake. That's just a bad blizzard that a negligent employee forgot to put my stuff in. Okay, And now, listen, I've had this discussion with Mark, and he is talking about, and he says, no, 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 because a blizzard is soft serve mm-hmm. because of the butterfat content. But once you put milk into the milkshake, the butterfat content is decreased anyways. So it doesn't matter.
0: I am saying that you are going to, with any milkshake, have two experiences with that milkshake. the The beginning state of the milkshake and the end state of the milkshake. And with too thin of a milkshake, you have milkshake on one end and milk on the other. Whereas, if you start with a thick milkshake, you begin with more of a thicker, ice creamier thing that you can enjoy, perhaps with a spoon. Uh, you know, perhaps uh, if it's if it's more like a frosting and you're at Wendy's, you can dip a french fry into it. And then in the back half, you get to enjoy the full majesty of the mid density milkshake do you
1: do you, wait, hold up we have a whole new thing now do you consume beverages with a
0: spoon no but a milkshake do you is just not sit properly a, a beverage a milkshake is uh, it, it, it? it's a it, it exists in a fluid state uh between fluid and solid right if it didn't, then we Matt, wouldn't even having just, be Matt, having I'm, the discussion about its thickness. We'd just be saying, how do you like to drink a Coke? Like, from a glass or through a straw? Like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's a liquid. <laughs> the, the, this discussion wouldn't even exist if we weren't talking about something that existed in multiple fluid states.
1: Matt, uh, I'm just, listen, I'm sorry. Uh, you're wrong. I will, I will brook no opposition. Um, this has been Unnecessarily Strident Opinions. Okay.
0: All right. Well, that was fun. You know what else is going to be fun, Dave? Is we're going to talk about episode 39 of Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. It is called Exposed, Mega Red's True Identity. It was written by Junki Takagami. Its original air date, November 23rd, 1997. You can watch along either on the DVDs or streaming from ShoutFactoryTV.com. It's a good one. Twist Ending, which we will get to shortly. ...when we come back after this. Okay, welcome back, episode 39. Dave, this episode starts with... ...according to my notes... ...Dr. H talking to Big King J. Yeah, now he does... Which is, of course, King King Javius I. I don't know why he has become, in my notes, Big King J... Uh, but I dig it. I like it. I'm fully in favor.
1: I will say, just for the sake of the listener, I will say that when we finished the previous, when we finished the five-stars bat and I did spend another solid three or four minutes just talking about
0: milkshakes. Yeah, uh, and I'm still right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so Dr. So Dr. H- Dr. Hintelar is talking to King Javius first, the first of his name.
1: Yeah, so to get up to King Javius, he's got to walk through like the... It reminded me a lot of the uh, the Goma, like the Goma dimension, or Goma the 15th. It's just like a big empty staircase hovering in yeah. nothing.
0: You know, it's interesting. This is the first time that we have seen uh, Dr. Hillelar talk to King Javius in any context other than just, like, Javius's one big eye on a display screen. And I think that— Well, it, this is it,
1: where I'm really thrown off, Is because it seems like he goes to where Javius is and is talking to him. But it's still just a big eye on a screen. It's just
0: a different screen, yeah. Is Javius just a big eye? Maybe. That's a cool look. Just a big mean eye.
1: Just well, it worked it worked for one other notable villain. Yeah. Anyways, so Javius is like, Hindelar, I am suffering. And Javius is or is just like, Oh, dude, so sorry to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, Super bummed out. It's
0: probably just the anxiety. We're definitely going to get on top of this. It's probably just the anxiety that you're feeling from, you know, all this stuff around the invasion. But don't worry. You can trust me. I've made you a medicine, a special medicine for your pain. Here, take this special medicine I made for you, King Javius. And Javius is like, oh, yeah, dude, you got to give me that special medicine. I oh, trust gosh, Allah, you you're implicitly. The best.
1: You're my guy. I'm so glad. So glad I promoted you to second in command. So yeah. we go down there. Uh, after that, we're down at the arcade. Kenta is playing Mega Ranger, and he's really thrown off his game because they've, the, the coders that are updating this game are uh, incredibly dedicated. Oh, yeah. Because they have already included Nezi Red. <laughs> into this video game. Yeah, they
0: are patching DLC um, into this arcade game.
1: Yeah, and, and Nezered yeah. is... He can't beat him. Yeah. Like, he can't beat Nezared.
0: And at first I'm thinking, like, man, Kenta, like, you should actually be training and not just playing a video game. And then I remembered, like, oh, no. This actually is him training. Like, that's how the Mega Rangers work. That's why he was chosen to be Mega Red, is because he's good at video games. Like... If he like playing him against playing against him in the arcade is a, a very good simulation for how he will actually fight him in real life. And bad news, not going great.
1: Yeah, Nazareth is apparently like the Eddie Gordo of of Mega
0: Ranger, uh, Eddie Goro, I believe, isn't it? No, Goro's um, got four That's Gordo. I'm Just looking at Gordo. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Mark, can we pull that out? I really don't want to embarrass myself on that bad tech no, I, I, I desperately want you to leave it in. <sighs> so,
1: anyways, he's like really frustrated about this, and I think he like drops something, and this is one. and up. all
0: his coins fall out. You know Thank how keep your you keep coins in your wallet? It. You know, that's what happens here.
1: So, anyways, uh, this little girl runs up and she's like, Hey, you go to Moriboshi High, don't you? And he's like, Uh, how did you know that? She's like, Oh, I recognize your like school pin. And he's like, Yeah, actually, I like, yes, I totally am. And she is like, Cool, like, that's awesome. And then she turns around to leave. I think she and said, she's like, Don't lose. There. I forgot that she said that like right then, because it, it does come up later. Anyways, so she, leaves and then she turns around and she's like don't lose mega red and kent is like what how do you you know and he starts to say something she's like because you're like because you're playing mega because you're playing mega red right now yeah. he's like oh right of course i'm not really i'm not really mega red little girl
0: right and then immediately he gets a uh, an alert on his digitizer And has to run off to go fight the Nazare. He's like, oh man, where can I go? There's nowhere safe that I can transform that no one will see me. Except the photo booth. Nothing bad could happen if I go into the photo booth. That is the most secret place in the world. Because no one can see what happens behind the curtain of a photo booth. It's not like there's a technology inside inside that location that might record my actions. Scott Free, that's me, just getting in and out. The most secret man in the world, transforming in a photo booth. Nothing bad Kinta. could ever happen. I'm a genius. He transforms, he leaves, and Dave, you're never going to guess what happens. So, uh,
1: this little girl, who I don't... I can't remember if we have a name... Uh, uh, her name is Ayumi. What's her name? Thank you, Ayumi. So, he... She... Runs up because I think she like saw him go in and she's like trying to give something back to him or, or whatever and she sees the pictures and it's of course like a shot for shot like slow mo animation of him of him pensioning.
0: Kenda has no idea that this has happened because he's already gone. He has rushed off to go fight who turns out to be Lizard Nesalar. Now Lizard Nesalar is is a lizard guy. He's he's like a lizard man who's got sort of like a.
1: He's got, like, a big frill.
0: What's, yeah, what's the guy from Jurassic Park who spits the tar in uh, Newman's face?
1: I don't know. It's the spitter one.
0: Yeah, the spitter. Anyway, he looks kind of like that guy. Um, except that the frill is, like, a big like satellite dish-looking thing. And what this guy's deal is, because he is fighting for a minute, um, and we cut up to the Nezari Dimension... And Doctor Hinalar is up there, and so are the Nezirangers. Rangers. And the Nezirangers Rangers are like, "Hey, um, what gives? Like, you created us specifically to be like the task force on destroying the Mega Rangers. Why are you having that guy go fight them? Like, we're right here. We're happy to go fight them. We're thrilled to do it. We want to kill like. Those we're just guys. so stoked."
1: Hendelar says, "Listen, I I get it." Um, he says, "There's a plan here. Just like, just trust me. Yeah, I'm, I'm working the plan. Like you're gonna, you're gonna get
0: to kill the yeah. Rangers. And the, and, don't and the, don't sweat. And it. the plan is that Lizard Nezilar, like his like satellite dish like neck frill thing, is an X-ray beam. And he's like, he's gonna shoot him with the X-ray beam, and that's gonna look through their super suits." And then we're going to know who they are. And you can just go murder them in their sleep. It's going to be great. Un- yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Dr. Hinalar does not realize that Dr. Kubota, when designing the suits, I guess thought about this particular thing. And has like specifically defended their suits against being looked through by an x-ray beam. So like this whole plan is falling apart immediately. Yeah, great job.
1: So... We go to the Rangers and we um, Kabo. Sorry, we see Kubota talking to the Rangers and he's like, "Listen, I changed up the signal of your suits, so like they can't just immediately track you. But you know, kind of stay stay alert." And then Kenta gets an email. He gets the and sl- someone's like, it's, "I'm."
0: It's hilarious because yeah. you, you watch like a full like loading bar come up for them to be able to like download one one sentence email It's like, man oh
1: dude i mean i remember i remember those days like back when i had e- my email was a juno email account mm-hmm. and you had to like call into dial up and then it would like slow like you did you had a loading bar for your like one kilobyte email that you got from somebody anyways so Kendi gets an email, and it's like, I am waiting for you on the bridge. And so he's, come alone. And he's like, all right, fine. So he goes to the bridge, and the other rangers are sort of sneaking around. And Ayumi arrives, and she's like, hey, I remember you. Can you play with me? And he's like, I'm very busy. Like, go, like, leave me alone. And as he's shooing her away, she says, hey, chill out, Mega Red. And at first he's like, "Oh, ha, ha!" Because I was playing it, and she's like, "No, like here's a picture. I know that you are, in fact, really Mega Red."
0: Yeah, and if you don't like hang out with me, I'm just gonna tell everybody that you're Mega Red, and that's I don't know the specifics of why, but I know it's not gonna be great for you. So, like, yeah, there's an ice cream. Stand other over Rangers there. Are... let's go get some ice cream. Let's hang out. Let's have a good time. <laughs>
1: The other rangers are watching this, and I think it's Shun, but it could have been one. It's just like this idiot. I like I cannot like they're just overwhelmed uh, with their frustration by Kenta. So she does super super stereotypical kid blackmail. She goes for ice cream. She goes for crepes, and Kenta after the crepes, Kenta's like, listen, little girl, like I, I see what's happening here, but what I'm doing is actually extraordinarily important. I am in fact saving the entire world.
0: Yeah. Like this is not like a fun thing for me. Uh and she's like listen, whatever. Like I don't care. You're being boring. Also, here's a beeper cuz heroes are supposed to show up to save people when they need it. Uh so I'm giving you a beeper, which I bought with my child money, I guess. You know how children have money for beepers. Um mm-hmm. She's Like I here's my here's here's a beeper. Um, when I, when I call you, you better show up. It's like a reverse Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and at some point in here, Chisato is like, I think I recognize that kid. Like, I can't figure out from where, but she looks familiar to me. Yes. Anyway, so later, Kenta's having lunch, or he's about to have lunch with Shun and, uh, Kuhichiru. And uh, the beeper goes off. He doesn't want to deal with it because he just sat down to his lunch. And Shun, in a real Kenta move, is like, well, that's fine. I'll eat your lunch. And just, like, takes it from him and starts eating it. Yeah. Like, you gotta go, man.
1: And Kuichiru's yeah, like, Shun's like, Kenta's like, no, I won't. And Kuichu says, yeah, dude, you are. Like, she really does have you over a barrel. And this is important that we maintain our secret identities. Especially so- with the
0: Nezi Ranger's around. Because we know they're yeah, hunting So for
1: like- us. You, yes, definitely go do this thing. So he meets the little girl, and she's like, take me to a theme park. She does already have
0: tickets, though. Yeah, well, she bought them so with a So it's not even money. like, go you buy... You know how kids have money for yeah. theme park rides?
1: <laughs> and now I gotta say, dude, Ayumi, as far as like child actors on Sentai shows, this one hit the jackpot. Because normally the kids are getting like... Uh, You know, like, kidnapped and thrown around and they got to sit around in the makeup chair because they got turned into a pot of flowers or something. Uh-huh. Ayumi's just eating, like, ice cream and crepes and going on roller coasters.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, the thing that I like about this is that Ayumi is not being, like, mean to Kenta. Like, she just genuinely, like, she just seems like she needs a friend and kind of, like, has this opportunity to make Kenta be her friend. But she's not making him do things that are unpleasant. She's like, "Hey, let's go ride roller coasters and eat ice cream and like have fun."
1: Yeah, Kent is at the end of. It, he's like, "Oh, I'm so tired. Like, I'm beat. I can't take it anymore." It's like, did you from riding too many amusement park rides? Like what? Like what about this is making you tired? This is insane.
0: I don't know. Maybe he's bad with roller coasters. You're not good with roller. If somebody made you do roller coasters all day, you wouldn't love it.
1: Well, that's true. I don't actually love roller coasters. It's that you can't, I can't, if it's the hangy ones, like the Raptor at Cedar Point, mm-hmm. I love the hangy love ones. Love the Because I can see where, yeah, because I can see where I'm going. That moment of anticipation where you can't see the drop coming that apparently people love, do not love it. Oh,
0: man. Gotta get back to America's roller coast.
1: So anyways, so uh, Kenta is super mean to her. Like, really? Like, okay. Like, I get that he's frustrated. But again, she's actually
0: just asking him to do cool and fun stuff. He's not trying to be cruel. He's just like, kid, I have given you, like, my entire day. I've got stuff to do, important stuff. Like, I need, like, I'm out. See you later.
1: Yeah. And she says, no. She's like, you have to take, she's like, you're a Mega Ranger. You can take me to the moon. Like, you have to do this. If you take me to the moon, like, we'll call it good. Basically.
0: Yeah. Um and he's like, but yeah, like yes, I am a mega ranger, but I'm not a mega ranger like as a hobby. I have to like risk my life doing this stuff. I don't have time to play with you. Like I, I am sorry. I can't take you to the moon. And I'm thinking, because you would die, because you're not a mega ranger and you don't have a supersuit, and if he flew you to the moon in space, you would explode.
1: Yeah, this is not this is not actually an option. So we go from there, and Chisato, it's the Rangers. They're all they're talking, and Chisato's like, "I know. I figured out where I know that girl from. Her brother went to our school. They were super best friends. He wanted to become an astronaut." And he tragically died. Yeah, Because of course he did. What's weird... If you didn't see that part coming, I I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Like, of course she had an older brother who tragically died.
0: What's interesting is that Shisato says, like, I remember her from this hospital I used to go to. There's no explanation as to what she's talking about. Like, why she used to go to this hospital. Which is fine. Like, there's reasons that people go to the hospital. Maybe she, you know, had to talk to a dermatologist about moisturizing. Anything can happen. <laughs> but I did like that. That it's just like, oh, yeah, like, there was a part of my life that I'm referencing that was never, like, explicitly mentioned in the show before. Uh, and they go to the hospital, and yeah, they talk to a nurse there, and the nurse or doctor is like, is like oh, yeah, yes, they were best friends, and they were going to go to the moon. And uh, he was never able to realize his dreams because of a tragic death. Um, yep. And now, of course, Kenta feels like a real heel.
1: Yeah, but to his credit... Totally bros up. Yeah. He's like, all right, man. He's like, I get it. Sort of. This little girl needs a brother. I will go be that brother.
0: Yes. Like, Chisato, hold on to this beeper for me. BRB. Gotta get to the moon. So he just goes to the moon. Very quickly. Because in the meantime, Ayumi beeps the beeper because the lizard Nezare is chasing after her. Because at some point, lizard Nezare figured out that, like, Lizard Nazare doesn't know who Mega Red is, but he does know that Ayumi knows. I don't know how he knows this, but he does know it. It
1: is literally never explained. It's in my notes in all caps, like, how does the lizard know that? Because if
0: the lizard knows that she knows who it is, then he's been paying attention to what she's been doing. But all she's been doing is blackmailing Kenta. So, like, if he's been paying attention enough to know that she's blackmailing someone, why doesn't he just pay attention to which person she is blackmailing? And that narrows it down. Theoretically, it narrows it down pretty small. I don't know who else she's blackmailing. Maybe this is just like how she operates. I was going to say, we don't have a
1: comprehensive list, I will say. Uh, So, he starts chasing her. She runs away. And somehow, she has enough time to get to a payphone Mm -hmm activated well, she put, and then use that payphone she pulls
0: out some of her kid money to pay for the payphone call you know how kids have money for payphones
1: i'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even worried about it's a payphone costs like a quarter i'm concerned where i'm thrown off is the fact that she has the time to use a payphone to send a text to a pager
0: yeah i don't remember pager technology well enough to know how that works Um, But, I mean, thankfully, it does work. Now, Kenta, of course, is off on the moon. But, as we said, Shisato is holding on to the beeper. And she's like, oh, heck. Ah, drat. Kid is in danger. We gotta roll. Um, Ayumi, like, runs away from the payphone. She's being chased by Lizard Nezalar. It's a bad scene for her. Because Lizard Nezalar is like, listen, uh, you got two options. Either, in about three seconds... You can tell me who Mega Red is, or I can shoot you with the lasers that I have because I'm a mean monster from space. She, right. is, She's like do her credit, unwilling to say. Yeah, uh, and then the Rangers show
1: up, and Lizard Nezilar has got about three seconds um, until his
0: his death. Yeah, um, they they kill him very quickly. He grows. They summon Mega Voyager. They kill him again. Episodes over. Oh, wait. No, it's not over. There's a whole other thing in this episode, and it's cool. Because do you remember yes. that earlier we were referencing the Nezzy Rangers? Well, Nezzy Red's back. So Nezzy Red just out of
1: nowhere, like Cold Cox, uh, Mega Red, and they just start fighting. Uh Nezi Red is taking out just like the entire team of, of Mega Rangers, and then Neza Black interrupts him and stops him. Turns out Red is going rogue, and uh, Neza Black is just like, dude, what are you doing? You were the one who told us that we had to listen to Dr. Hindlar, and you're over here trying to kill the Rangers on your own.
0: You know what I really like about he this gets him- is that it's like, it's like a mirror of Kenta and Koichiru. Because like, oh, like Nezi Red is like this hothead who's going off the handle and not listening to his boss. And Nezi Black is like, hey, um, like, you actually have to pay attention to what the boss told you to do, and I'm going to enforce that. Very good. Very good stuff, Mega Ranger. Thumbs up, A plus.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. So they get the Ranger the Nezi Rangers back, and Javius is like, listen, man. Or not Javius, definitely not Javius. Hindelar. He's like, listen. There's a plan I did, didn't want to tell you before, but clearly, like, you need to know what it yeah, is. I, I, I do he he's not telling whole...
0: this to the Neziragers. He tell, he's telling this to Uganda and Shibulina because they were curious why he's been sort of oh, operating okay. this way.
1: Sorry, I was just, I yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And they're like, oh my gosh, like, are you serious? You're secretly planning to use the Rangers to like the Mega the Nezirangers to kill Javius. And he's like, I am. Because yeah. <laughs> the Nezirangers,
0: as we said in the last episode, when they operate, like as they use energy, they're sucking it out of King Javius, but King Javius doesn't know. And so yes. like Dr. Hinilar is trying to time it such that like as the Rangers kill the Mega Rangers, like in that moment, they use up enough energy to also kill Javius, and then Handelar doesn't have to deal with Javius anymore, and he has these, like, super-powered Nezirangers, and can just take over both, like, the Nezirai dimension and the human dimension. Good stuff. Yeah. Very good stuff. Nice villain work, dude
1: super high quality dude again overall this is a very very good season so uh we go from there down to the grave of ayumi's brother mega red shows up and he's like hey i i brought you these moon rocks
0: yeah and it's very nice uh is he mega red at the moment or is he i think it's just kenta but, like, she knows he's Mega Red. No,
1: I think he is just whichever. Yeah. She, I mean, she knows, right?
0: Yeah, so, like, he, he hands her the moon rocks, and she's like, thank you so much. And then he, like, takes her up into space, and she doesn't die from being in space. Because it's a kid's show, and it's fun if a kid gets to go to space. Like, I feel like that's the sort of thing that Super Sentai can get away with, that Power Rangers couldn't. I feel like if they brought, a, like, a eight-year-old into space in Mega Ranger... Or, I'm sorry, in, like... Power Rangers in space they would have like put that kid in a spacesuit or something but Super <laughs> Sunday doesn't care Super <laughs> Sunday's like I don't know man you're riding <laughs> shotgun care. on the cyber slider it's probably fine you can just go into space
1: yeah
0: eh, don't worry about it and that's the end of the episode but Dave it's not the end of our episode because of course first we need to determine where Psycho Lizard Nezlar lands in the Creature Royale
1: uh it's it's not gonna be high he is uh, he again he's kind of a non-entity he's better than scorpion Nezare. i guess
0: yeah i mean scorpion Nezare is nothing um yeah he's even on the list as scorpion nesere the
1: non-monster yeah
0: now we have a we've got a gap on the list between mole Nezare and rhino Nezare, and i'm worried that the list didn't save whoever was supposed to be there
1: I'll check it out later.
0: Um but I think that that's actually maybe an okay spot for lizard nezare. It
1: does feel okay. No, I tell you what, I'm going to say actually he's going to go below Rhino nezare cuz Rhino nezare
0: at least looks cool. Lizard nezare looks okay. Or Nezalar, I'm sorry. I don't I don't want to I don't want to disrespect the nezalar by calling them nezare. <laughs> that would be I cruel just I think maybe.
1: Rhino nezare looks way cooler than than Psycho lizard nezalar. Yeah, he does.
0: It's like a lizard so, has, like, the X-ray beam, but, like, it is specifically an X-ray beam that, like, doesn't work, and so that's not great.
1: Yeah, he's got one thing, and that thing sucks and does not work, right. so. And what's forgetting. funny
0: is, I think we forgot to mention this, is that at some point, after it becomes clear that the X-ray beam is not going to work on the Mega Rangers, Dr. Handler's like, listen, I know your X-ray beam doesn't work um but your job is still to figure out who those guys are so just you can't come back to the ship until you figure it out like you're you're gonna need to get creative <laughs> but that is still your job i'm sorry your superpower is broken but uh you you still gotta do it i do not care so that is why he turns Excuses to kidnapping are like... children hmm. uh yeah and i guess that's gonna do it for another episode of the spy who loved mega ranger right Yep. Uh, Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at SuperSentaiBrothers at gmail.com If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things that we're talking about on Twitter, we are at bros. If you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate and review us on there or at the podcatcher of your choice. That'd be very swell of you. The Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. To find all of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can find them all at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth.